Welcome to the Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series. The Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series is dedicated to providing internet marketing education to physicians for better business development and overall patient communication. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Glacial Multimedia's podcast series. Got kind of an interesting one for you, a little different than what we normally do. We're going to kind of babble at you for a little bit. My name is Daryl. I will be your moderator, as usual. Um, We're going to focus on what we're doing a lot in 2017, basically the things that we've kind of looked at, the trends, and what we think we're going to focus on and the things that practices should focus on in 2017. There's a lot of them. Um, We're going to kind of move through this pretty quickly, but we're going to focus on the big the big items today so uh, first off let's do some introductions going around the room everybody say hi hey, I'm Spencer I'm the paid search director I'm Michelle I'm the senior product manager of MD prospects Angie director of product management Excellent. And Daryl Quinlan, uh, reputation management guru and local search director. We're going to have a surprise guest at the very end, so stay tuned. Um, but let's jump right in. So first off, we're going to start talking a little bit about HIPAA, HIPAA compliancy. Michelle's been doing a ton of work for us on this area, and she's got a couple things she'd love to say. Michelle. Thank you, Daryl. Um, So this year, we've taken on the big initiative of working on the HIPAA security rule. Um, The security rule concentrates on safeguarding PHI by focusing on confidentiality, integrity, and the availability of PHI. So we've made it our responsibility to protect the privacy and security of all information found in all of our forms which means big changes for some of our customers. And one of the reasons that this change has come about is not just because of the HIPAA confidentiality rule, but a lot of it has to do with the change of who's going to your website. We, Because of meaningful use, a lot of practices are pushing people to their website, which means that it's not just pre-patient that's filling out your contact us form. It's not just pre-patient that's taking your LASIK self-test. So we want to assume that everyone that comes to your website is providing PHI information that needs to be protected. And so we've been working very hard on putting in all the safeguards that would need to exist for this to not only protect ourselves, but to protect our clients as well. Um, So we're working to recognize situations in which confidential and protected health information can be mishandled and working on practical ways to protect the privacy and security of sensitive information, including the PHI. So we're focusing on the privacy rule, the enforcement rule, and the breach notification, as well as the security rule. How does this impact Glacial uh, employees and clients? Is as simple as we've put in encryption, we've put in a lot of safeguards, we've provided uh, BAAs to our clients. We're making sure that every T and every I is dotted for our clients. So yes, as some companies might tell you, everybody filling out a form on your website could be prepatient. We're going under the assumption that everything should be protected. This is for the betterment of our clients and for our um, environment as well. I know you've been doing a lot of work in this area, and we we truly appreciate it. But one of the things that we decided to focus on is that we're trying to make sure that people can keep things that exist on their website rather than some companies which are simply saying, I'll just take that off and you'll be compliant. We want the functionality and everything to still be there. 
Um, that's a really great uh, point, actually. And we have encountered that where a client will say, well, let's just remove everything from your website. But that's not great for the people trying to ask you anything. Uh, we know that millennials much rather go onto your website to contact you than having to call. So you don't want to limit your accessibility to others. And so what we've done is we've invested our time and money into developing and working on a platform that could be available to everyone that will allow you. Do you need to ask the date of birth? Absolutely, you can ask that because it'll be in an encrypted place and you can go access it and it's not going to be sent through email. And if you need to have a request an appointment or schedule an appointment form, we've worked on the safeguards to make that possible for our clients. So they don't just have to say no as a knee-jerk reaction out of fear of HIPAA. Brilliant. Thank you ever so much. You are welcome. Thank you. <laughs> More than welcome. All right. So that's one of the major focuses uh, that we're trying to provide that service to our clients is making sure that not only are we HIPAA compliant, but also that your website can be as well and you lose none of the functionality of what your website can provide to your patients, both pre, uh, pre-patients and, of course, patients themselves. Next up, we're going to talk with Angie. She has been kind of spearheading a lot of our website design for the year. You've met her in previous podcasts. She's going to talk about what we've kind of learned with responsive design since we first started to investigate it and a lot of the major leaps and bounds that we've made since then. Angie. Thank you. Um, So we've been doing primarily all responsive websites over the last two or so years. Um, And in that time, we've definitely been compiling a lot of data about how people are using websites, where they're looking at information, mobile, tablet, full screen, Um, and really been making a lot of changes on how we present the information. So it used to be we cared that you had your full site on all those platforms, and now it's more about adjusting the the layout for the user experience. So on mobile, making sure that um, all of the reasons why someone might go to your site on a mobile are present, that you're um, really kind of guiding the patient from finding your information, making the phone call, and getting the information that they need readily. Um, we've also been doing a lot of changes with um, kind of patient experience in as, as the design is concerned with um, patient videos, um, kind of showcasing that patient experience from arriving at your practice and being greeted um, in reception, even into some of the procedures. Um, and we've the feedback we're getting not only from the practices, um, but the patients and Um, anyone else that's looking at these sites is that there's really a story. It's less um, salesy. It's less um, educational. I don't want to say educational, but instead of having five pages dedicated to um, the procedures and definitions and kind of a Wikipedia style, um, it's really kind of answering patient questions. Like, what do I need to know? What do I need? um, You know, I have, I'm, I'm experiencing this you know, what are, what are the um, other things, other people like me experiencing. So all of that kind of comes into play with responsive because we need to shift this information around, um, showcasing it in different ways. So there's just, the changes are subtle. Um, it's still going to function on all those platforms. It's just we're putting a lot more time into the tablet and mobile because of the increase of, of people using their, the phones really for... Sounds like two two real major things. One, we kind of had to rethink some of the design and what the information was that was 
the the most important to display for for patients to use there the, in the interactiveness thereof um, and then like you said focusing more on the tablet and mobile as we see each and every year more and more people are actually engaging with practices websites through those not just on a desktop oh for sure I mean in the and the calls to action on both are different so you I don't think you get as many um, people using the maybe the LASIK self-test on a mobile. Sure. Um, but seeing it there and, and ha- be kind of being guided to what they're looking for. Um, I, I mean, the biggest change really is just in, I mean, so much has changed in the last two years with technology and how we can present that information. Um, but just rethinking kind of what needs to be displayed. Um, and those the videos are really, I would say, the biggest ch- visual change. Um, you know, if you're going to the site and you see these these kind of cool new video sliders instead of the typical four or five rotating images, so that's the most noticeable. And I would imagine that the 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 main page, the the focus of the of the the page difference was primarily on a home page. Subpages can you know you can put your information on there, but that visual of what a home page can be and should be has changed dramatically over the past couple of years. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean you can see that in our portfolio, and the, and you're right. The inner pages can stay the same, but even that's being just thinking about. Um, and I think all of our departments see this, thinking about what information to give to the patient. Um, it used to be the more you could put there, the better. It could be seven pages, like I was saying, of just wordy information. But people are using the site differently, so we need to think about every page. And from the sites that we've seen launch in like even just the last six months have been absolutely amazing. So you guys are absolutely killing it. So much appreciated. Yeah, thank you. All right, next up, Mr. Spencer. He's going to talk about a couple different things today. First off, your social impression. Um, basically talking about social media as a branding tool and what we're doing to help reinforce that. Yeah, absolutely. So when we talk about uh, Internet marketing, there's really two primary different areas. Uh, the primary lead generator is going to be search marketing and remarketing, where you're actively targeting people who are looking for your product. You're targeting people who are searching for LASIK who have been on your website. But what social media excels at is branding. Uh, Your social media page is a great place where your brand can express who it really is, and your customers can interact with you, ask you questions, uh, leave their own feedback, and kind of enjoy enjoy your post. Um, But in addition to that, we also try to utilize branding ads. Uh, So these are things like Facebook ads, uh, Facebook video ads. And they're a really great way to target beyond your customers and target beyond people who are actively looking for something you offer. Uh, So with Facebook in particular, uh, we have a lot of data on uh, the users that are on Facebook, so their age, their gender, their their job, their income, things like this can be a little bit creepy, but it it makes makes it really easy to market to your specific audience. Uh, So you can find the type of person that you want, the level of income that you want, and target them with ads. And you build that brand awareness. Somebody might not really be familiar with LASIK or they've never really thought about LASIK. And this is your chance to get in front of them with branded content. Uh, And it really expands your net. Now you're not just targeting the people who are searching for you. You're targeting people who might not know you exist. And this is going to be an excellent way to push people to your website, uh, push people to Google to learn more about you, and really grow your business overall because you're targeting more people. And this is akin to more traditional marketing. This is more like uh, your billboard marketing, um, you know, flyers, TV commercials, things like that, where you're not necessarily targeting people 
who are 100% going to need your service, uh, but you are educating them on what you do and what you do well. And the benefit of doing so on social media and Google are that you have a lot of information for targeting. You can target the exact audience in the exact geo-targeted radius, and you get a lot of information. You know how many people clicked through the ad to your website. You know how many people converted, made a phone call, so on and so forth. So we've really seen some great success with social media ads in 2016. Uh, there are plenty of formats that we're exploring now, including Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, uh, so on and so forth, um, including Facebook Live, promoted posts, um, and really, there's a whole wealth of different tools we have available in terms of the social media ads. And that's something we're really pushing for in 2017. So basically, in, the, in a nutshell, we know that there are two very distinct forms of advertising. There's advertising you do to get a lead. Someone either pick up the phone, fill out a form, hopefully make an appointment. Or the advertising to make yourself known and make yourself known for what you do. And that seems to be the trend, definitely 2016 and into 2017. More and more tools, less expensive tools, are becoming available to put yourself in front of people and let them know who you are. That's, that's right. So these branding ads are, are very affordable and they work well with all the other marketing you're doing. Uh, they really help increase your brand awareness at, at a low cost and kind of just increase your potential customer pool overall. Fantastic. All right, Spencer's still on the mic. Talk, let's talk about one of those emerging trends, a real big hot-button topic right now, geofencing. Yes, geofencing. So this is still a very hot buzzword. Uh, we've gotten a lot of questions about geofencing, and uh, the long and short is, yes, this is a service we do offer. Um, it's, it's brand new. Um, we're still learning a lot about it, but the potential is immense. This is not necessarily something you're going to want to do, um, you know, full-time like you might with an AdWords campaign. Uh, you're going to be very strategic with geofencing. And geofencing is basically the ability to target a very precise area. So we're not talking about a one-mile radius. We're talking about a, a local store, uh, maybe a, a rival's optical shop, uh, you know, a local restaurant or several local restaurants. We recently ran a campaign uh, for an auto parts distributor targeting do-it-yourselfers at Home Depot, Lowe's, things like that, uh, and had great success. Um, also targeting events. Uh, maybe your city has a, a major event uh, that goes on for one or two days or a weekend. You can target that event potentially. Um, so this is a way to give a very focused audience, very precise ads, kind of acknowledging that they were there. Uh, your ads can follow them for a predetermined period of time, acting almost like remarketing. And the only requirement on the customer side is that they be there and they have location services enabled on their phone. Then they'll see those ads as they browse the Internet for the next couple of days. So really a lot of potential here. We're still exploring, uh, so certainly a lot to learn, uh, but something we're very excited about uh, in the coming year. I'm really excited about this one to see how, how well it can work for medical practices. I, I really am. I look forward to this. Um, all right. Next up is me. going to talk a little bit about reputation management, a huge topic as well. Pretty much every medical conference this year has been talking about reputation management and reviews. So there, um, I recently wrote a blog article that's going to be coming out very shortly on our website, so look for that. That kind of goes into what I'm going to talk about in a little more detail. And as well, we'll be also be doing a webinar in early January, so look for the emails to sign up for that where I'll go into a lot more detail. But for the hit-and-quit version today, there's pretty much five things that you kind of want to focus on surface level when you're talking about your reputation. First one seems so apparent, but surprisingly, it's, it's not when it comes to medical practices 
lot, which is be amazing at your job. If everybody at your job does what they do and do it incredibly well, the rest just kind of falls into place. Second thing is implement some sort of review or reputation management monitoring system. Be aware of what people are, are saying about you online. That way you can respond. You, can, you don't have to react. You can actually respond and work with people that may have an issue right then and there. Care also about the issues that your patients are talking about. If they're telling you that your wait times are too long and they're sitting there for half an hour to 45 minutes, think about that. Implement something to make the things that they're complaining about better. Um, showcase the things that the office does, both inside the office and outside. Someone recently ran a 5K. Fantastic. Talk about that. Showcase that. You won an award or you're the first to really pioneer a particular procedure. Talk about these things. Show, show that you are not only uh, amazing at what you do, but to that you're also human. You're individuals. People respond to that. And lastly, create a plan to encourage patients to provide feedback. Recent study says that 7 out of 10 people, if you ask them for feedback, will give you that feedback. And preferably you want that online where other people can see it. So definitely, definitely create some sort of plan. We've partnered with a great company called MD Identity. Um, they are fantastic at it. I highly encourage you to reach out to them to learn a little bit more. All right, those are our big topics that we wanted to talk about today. There's a ton of other stuff that we're focused on in 2017. And so lastly, we're going to bring in a surprise guest who will introduce herself and then kind of give some of the other things that we're really focused on for the remainder of, the, of 2017. Take it away. Hi, everyone. Um, my name's Bethany. I'm a member of our Internet Market internet marketing consulting team. Um, this is exciting. I've never been a surprise guest, I think, for anything <laughs> in my life. Um, so I'm excited at that opportunity. So there is a lot, a lot that we've talked about that we're trying to focus on for 2017. And it, it turns into, especially with marketing ever-changing, it seems like an ever-changing and adapting list. Um, some of the new things we're really excited about that we've seen come onto the horizon, even just over the past couple of months, are things like the rise of video marketing, implementing video on your website, implementing video on social media, and also using video for pre-roll advertising um, have turned into really good ways to apply your budget in a very engaging and captivating way for your audience. Um, so you'll be likely to hear us talk about that a lot next year. Other things we're working on are ever adapting to SEO trends. You'll always, always hear about this from us. Um, but we've seen it go a lot in the direction, and Angie touched on this as well, as making sure that you're using applicable information, not being like a Wikipedia page, making sure you're updating your website according to what people want to hear and are interested in hearing and being human about it. Um, so a lot of times we've been pushing, keeping our website updated, making sure you're implementing new content in different ways and just getting creative with it. Um, another thing we're very excited about here at Glacial is working on practice application development. And so those are your apps you see on your cell phone, basically your smartphone. Um, we recently developed a Glacial app, which hosts many of our podcasts. Fun fact, so check it out. <laughs> but we've been making apps for a lot of our practices just to use different functionalities like push notifications, different ways of redeeming deals for the practice, and a new way to keep up with how people are digesting information. Um, 
one thing too that we've really wanted to push home for 2017 is that we are changing a lot. We are doing a lot, developing a lot. So one thing that's really important for us is that we don't hear from our clients that they didn't know we could do something. Um, So you're going to be hearing from us a lot, and we've been working on new ways of sending out the information, whether it's this podcast, newsletters, social media updates, and you're going to hear a lot from your internet marketing consultants about these updates. And we just want you to know that You don't have to do everything, but we want you to know what's on the table and we want you to be informed about what's going on in internet marketing today because in the end, it'll be invaluable to your practice. Thank you so much. Thank you. Last thing I want to mention is kind of the overarching trend for the past year, definitely moving forward 2017. Previously, all of these individual items were kind of separate in their own thing. You could do just a little bit of AdWords and that would be fine. You could do some social media, that would be fine. You could focus on your local search, your maps profiles to make people find you in those ways and that would be fine. As as the internet gets smarter and smarter and smarter, all of these things become now deeply tied together. So we have acknowledged that. We are, we've built packages around that. We're trying to make sure that our, our clients understand that these things are intertwined. If you, want, if you have goals and want to achieve them, please reach out to us, talk to us. We'll be more than happy to sit down and help develop a plan that may involve different aspects of all of these things that we've talked about today and things that we've talked about before. Look for us to talk about all of these topics in detail in upcoming podcasts and blogs. Um, And always, as always, feel free to reach out with any questions that you have to us. We're here for you. Just happily sit down and have a conversation to help you achieve the goals that you want to in 2017. Thank you very much for your time. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series. For more information in regards to future podcasts or services discussed, please visit www.glacial.com or call us at 207-878-5900.